Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Well, after a week of unseasonably cold weather, lakes across North Dakota have ice, most lakes, that is, with the general exception of the big water of Lake Sakakawea. Even that has ice on the upper end. However, that being said, it doesn't mean ice is safe yet anywhere, and anyone even thinking about venturing out onto any lake needs to use extreme caution. Test the ice, avoid areas of flowing water such as around bridges and places with vegetation, and walk on only. In fact, maybe just give it a little more time to err on the side of caution, especially with the hint of warm weather over Thanksgiving week. The earlier cold weather pushed most of the remaining waterfalls south, with the exception of our hardy Canada geese still lingering on that open water of Lake Sakakawea's bays. And while North Dakota's deer gun season closed, muzzleloader and archery hunters still have opportunities. There's still deer movement with the rut ongoing yet. Pheasants still are hanging into heavy cover, moving out to feed on the nice sunny days. And finally, just a reminder that while snow provides snowmobiling opportunities, it's illegal to chase, harass, and pursue any and all wildlife. Just stay away from areas with cover, because critters had an early, rude reminder of winter, just as much as humans. Indeed, indeed, and, uh, and, and a time to wish you, Pat, and everyone else a very, very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, as we move towards the, the Merry Christmas time, the merriest time of year. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra. From Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. And on this segment, we're going to chat with an old friend of ours. Uh, you, If you are a normal listener, you've heard his voice many times, Mr. Randon Olson, Lockjaw Guide Service. How are you doing, Randon? I'm doing wonderful, guys. I appreciate you guys having me on. So congratulations on a very successful open water guiding season. Uh, you were pretty much booked all year long, Um I don't know if you could have worked any more days than you actually did, which it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. It's kind of nice when the season's over. You get a little chance to spend some time deer hunting, a little more time with your family. but And ice fishing's coming up soon, and you're going to be busy again. Also, besides deer hunting, I'm pretty sure you're working on some of your summer equipment, if not all of your summer equipment, to make sure that it's ready for next year because – 
a lot of the times we at the end of the season we just put our stuff away and don't necessarily go through it the way we should so we wanted to get you on somebody that uses more gear than anybody i can imagine because you're out there every day what are some of the things that we need to do besides winterizing our boats there's a lot of other things we got to get ready for as well yeah, there's a ton of stuff that, that really should be done every every single year. And it, and a lot of it's just, you know, preparation for the next year. Um, tackle is a big thing. You know, a lot of us now, we got boats are our tackle box, right? We got 16-foot or 20-foot tackle boxes that we pull behind the boat so or behind the truck. And our tackle in those boats, it's getting rained on, it's getting tied up, taken off, thrown in compartments, all that stuff. So tackle management is a, is a really big thing in the fall that a lot of people just don't do. And, it, and it's really simple. I mean, if nothing else, if you want to put off the boring stuff till next spring, if nothing else, pull all the tackle out and at least open up the trays and let that stuff air out. Uh, you're going to save a lot of money just, you know, from your hooks not getting rusty, swivels, crankbaits, all that stuff is going to grime up if you don't let that stuff air out. Hey, Rand, and here's a question, and this is a my struggle with every – fall right as we as we do exactly what we're doing right now and what we're talking about and that is I, I look at my tackle tray I open it up and I'm sure you have this problem a lot more than I do I mean as, as many fish as you catch how do you know when it's ready you know when when that lure let's just say it's a crankbait has has lived its life and it's ready to be kind of you know retired and and put away and and replaced what are some of the things we're looking for in those scenarios uh, you know, so you got kind of two main styles of crankbaits. You got a balsa wood crankbaits, and then a lot of them now are plastic. And the balsas are a little easier to tell. You know, they can get pretty beat up with teeth marks and stuff. But if you start noticing the wires are getting a little loose in the body, the bill looks to be a little loose or something like that, that's a good time to pull that crank out, put it on your wall, hang it up as a good color, and uh, and replace that one. And the, and the plastic ones, you just kind of look for cracks in them. Um, an easy way to tell, you know, it happens once in a while where you're on the lake where you'll get a crank that'll just start filling up with water. So no, no brainer there, but a lot of times we'll just get hairline cracks across those cranks and that's, that's enough, you know, take those baits out, put them on the wall, get yourself a new one. Um, you don't want to chance it, you know, you could hook a giant walleye on one of those cranks and the, the hooks could pull out, split rings could break, anything could happen. So this is a good time of year to just look it over. If it doesn't look right, put it on the wall, get yourself a new one. You know, Ren, and one of the things that I always really pay attention to every fall is, you know, quite often when I'm out on the ice sometime, I'll think, gosh, I wish I would have had this or this or this, and it's it's your summertime stuff. There's so much stuff that you can use both seasons, and you want to make sure this time, right now, when you're putting stuff away, that anything that you might use in the wintertime, that you might kind of keep that either on top of the pile or at least just don't put it in the cold storage for the rest of the winter. Yeah, that's a great point. And I've, you know, I've always been, and I'm sure you have bored you guys with this, but um, when you look at a tackle shop, it's not a bass aisle or a walleye aisle or an ice fishing aisle or summer aisle. They're just all tools. The fish don't know that these lures are meant for summer or winter or fall, whatever it may be. So keeping that in mind and being willing to kind of innovate a little bit in the, in the ice fishing season with some of your summer tackle is a, is a big way to get, you know, we always talk about getting away from the crowds. Well, sometimes you can just change what you're using to be different from everybody else. So this is a great time to kind of go through your boxes as you're drying things out. Just look and say, you know what, I think I want to try this next this winter. Something like, you know, last winter we messed around a lot with uh, jigs and paddle tails. 
vertical jigging them right under the ice hole, and that worked really well. So there's a lot of options out there with your summer tackle and just kind of be a little bit innovative with it. You know, and, and that happens twice a year. You got to make sure you do that in the spring as well when you're putting away your ice fishing stuff. All right, let's talk uh, kind of one of the most important things is rod, rods and reels. What do you do with your rods and reels at the end of the year? You just throw them in a corner. Um, do you clean them all off, clean the cork, do all that kind of stuff? What what some of your things, and you have a lot of them, so it takes a little time, but what's your process? So I think a big thing for me is, is I like to go over my rods and granted I have a little more time to kind of stare at them than some do, but, uh, you know, I got ice fishing season coming and I'm trying to get through the stuff fairly quickly. So, you know, a good thing to do is pull your rods out, clean the cork off and just give it a quick inspection up and down, make sure that any eyelets aren't broken or scuffed up. I like to take all my reels off. And I put all my reels in a separate bin. Some of those reels will get used for ice fishing, some won't. And then, you know, myself personally, I will get two years out of a spool of line. And I run mainly braided fishing lines. I can flip that spool. And if I have enough time in the fall, I can flip that spool, get the brand new line that's underneath ready to go for next year. Um, But if not, you know, mark it with some tape. Do do something to remind yourself in the spring to flip that spool around. Um, and then just check all your reels over. You know, we, we put them through a lot of abuse. They get rained on, they get sand and everything in them. If you're not comfortable fixing them yourself, send them to somebody to have them cleaned up and sent back um, and just checked over. Otherwise, just kind of do it yourself and see if you need to replace anything or get anything fixed. You know, Rand, and, and I remember a tip that you told us one other time when we were talking about this, that in the fall, a lot of the times on any rods that have mono on them uh, that you know you're going to change, you'll get rid of that mono now so that you can't use it again next year. Even if you don't re-spool it, just get rid of it. Yep, uh, mono and fluorocarbon, I would loop into that as well. They both got pretty good memory in them. Whether you get it is a week old or six months old, if it's going to sit all winter, it's not going to be any good by the by next spring. So do yourself a favor, just pull all that line off right now. That way in the spring you're forced to put new stuff on and be ready to rock and roll. A lot of our anglers have, uh, have a lot of money invested in electronics, and this is a question we get a lot. If they have, say, $5,000 in electronics in their boat, do they want to pull them out and make sure they put them somewhere warm? if the boat is going to be out in cold storage all winter? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of these electronics now are kind of built to run in any weather. You know, a lot of us use the same electronics in our side-by-sides in the winter. But if you're going to store your boat, especially if you're going to store it outside, take the 10 minutes, pull those electronics off, um, anything that you can get off the boat pretty easy that's electronics-wise, and just bring it in the house, bring it in your garage, somewhere where it's not going to be exposed to the elements all winter long. Yeah, it's cheap insurance. Uh, so we're talking Randon Olson, Lockjaw Guide Service. If you get a chance, follow along on his social media. He's constantly posting stuff of his adventures. Uh, so if you don't follow him now, make sure you do Lockjaw Guide Service. Randon, thank you very much for coming on Gone Outdoors. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.